This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Guardians Radio Network. Guardians Weekly is brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Left-hander into the wind, and today's first pitch against Jonathan India is in there. A strike, and the 2022 Cactus League campaign is underway here in Goodyear, Arizona. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse along with you at uh, the Guardians Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. Great to talk to you from spring training, and great to have interviews with major league players as the, the lockout is complete. Spring training is underway, and the games have begun on Friday. The Guardians open the exhibition slate with a 3-2 victory over the Cincinnati Reds. Coming up later in today's show, we'll hear from Guardian starting pitcher Zach Plesak, first baseman Bobby Bradley, and recently signed catcher Luke Maley. But in our opening segment, we had a chance to visit with, and it's always a fun visit when you can chat with Fran Mill Reyes, the Guardians' designated hitter and sometimes outfielder. And when we checked in with Fran Mill, he said it's great to be back in camp with his teammates getting ready for another season. It feels great. Um, my entire family were happy. My mom was happy. Um, everybody was happy. I, I especially were very, very happy. Um, the news came in when... I was just in front of the garage of my house back in Dominican with my friends, and uh, my agent called me, hey, the baseball is going to start, like, uh, the deal has been done. And I was like, we have to celebrate this. We, uh, we start cooking a goat uh, <laughs> with plantains and stuff like that, and we, you know, we had a good time. Uh, how are we cooking the goat? How are you doing that? Um, not me. My friend is the, the chef. Um, um, I don't know how to explain that word, but yeah. In flame or oven or how did it... No, no, no. It's it's in the in the oven. Okay. Yeah. Getting ready for a new season. What when you went into the off season? What was your main goal to to be prepared for this year? Um, you know, get to spring training for, and and try to get myself ready for for games because um, I'm not that type of guy that in the offseason like to be facing pitchers. I, I don't I don't trust like too many pitchers like that I'm gonna be face um going to a box and just facing them because they don't have very good control. So when, when I'm here that's when I like to face 
um, either our pitchers, like I, I'm one of those guys that like when my pitchers are throwing bullpens to jump inside and then, you know, take a couple, track them. That's when I got my, my timing very good. And, you know, that was my first um, mindset that I put coming to spring training, get myself ready for games, you know. There's gonna be one one point when I'm gonna say I'm ready for the for, to start of the season. And I know you're, you're trying to get your body in the, the best possible spot, and you spent obviously some time at home in the Dominican yeah. Republic, but also some time in Miami training with some other guys. Uh, why is that important, and, and what does that do for you to get you really in a good spot? Um, you know, in 2018, I got called up in May, and then um, I got, they get sent me down, called up again, like around in August, and that's when, when I spent um, the whole year in the, in, in the big leagues, I take around 260-something at-bats. Then the next year, um, uh, I take like around 490, and last year was the, the year the, that I took uh, 418. I wanna be there for my team um, the entire season, not just a couple games where, where I have to lose it because of an injury or something like that. I wanna get my body in shape because it's really important that I stay healthy for my team the whole season. I wanna, especially like, I wanna know what can I do with 600 at-bats. Part of that equation may be some time in the outfield, and why is that important to you that that you're able to play in the outfield if, if they need you out there? Because one day Tito told me that we we we're gonna become a better team if 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 I have the ability of manage the outfield very good. So that's that's not a goal or something that I have to do it because I love my team. I want I want my team to win if. If that makes my, my team better, I have to do it. So I have to work hard for it. You talk a lot about team. And this is a young team and then some emerging leaders. Do you feel that, that you're in that spot, even though you haven't been here all that long, that, that you can be a, a leader on this team? Um, everybody mentioned it. I don't want to trust it, but it seems like it. And, 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 and every time I, I want to transfer that that example of of how to be that leader like i, I wanna I, I want my team to always be good uh, like what can i tell you honestly um it feels great to be in this spot how about the fun part you when people see you they see a player having fun how important is that for for a team to have that mindset to be successful because sometimes this game can be stressful. Yeah. But it seems like the teams that have a lot of fun and are able to embrace that have some good success. For for me, I think like I can I can be fake to my team. I have to give them who I am and this is who I am. I always like I, like, I always like to be laughing. Anything can make me laugh. And I like to transfer that to my teammates. Hitting wise, obviously you're a power guy. Um, what are you working on to to become the best offensive player you can be? I think what I really need 
a little bit more is to manage my 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 strike zone a little bit more. I think if I can control that, I can do more damage because now I'm not swinging at, at the pitcher's pitch. Um, now I'm not striking out a lot. Walking more is gonna help my team to to win more games. Um, control myself in the big situations. Uh, it's gonna make me a better offensive player. When teams talk or other people talk about the Guardians, they, they talk about great starting pitching, uh, just pitching in general. Uh, but you look at the offense, and there's some potential there, and there's some pretty darn good yeah, hitters. Of course. Uh, what, yeah. what do you like about the lineup as, as you head into the spring here? Potentially, what it could be. Yeah, like what I like is the 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 energy Halsey especially transferred to the other team is like we letting. We're letting them know that, that they're not gonna have it easy with us. When you see Miles Straw leading off and, and just getting on base and I'm hitting a double Miles score already, like, is this a first inning and we already have one run up to you guys? Like, we're gonna show them that the battle's not gonna be easy. Tito's back and, and it seems like he's doing great. How important is that for this team? Yeah, when 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 I saw Tito the first day, that was the first thing I looked to. I looked to. It was like, oh, I, I can see Tito looks very very good. He looks very healthy, and for us, like, we're gonna be happy that we're gonna have him back. Honestly, you didn't, he said you hugged him. Did you didn't hurt him? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> um, so so going in, you've been. You were with a good young Padres team, and, and this team's going to be really young again as well. Uh, thoughts going into the season on, on the possibilities that, that could happen for this team if things go well? Well, now with the, with the thing the, and the lockout, I know a lot of my teams, uh, all my teammates, um, while we talk in the groups, there was a lot of motivation stuff. Like I told you, I don't know what's gonna happen, but we're gonna battle hard. We're gonna do our best. We can compete. That is Guardians designated hitter and sometimes outfielder Fran Mill Reyes. Some real interesting thoughts there on leadership from Fran Mill, who really did not want to talk about it much, prefers to lead by example and talking to some other players on the team, just saying, hey, who's a leader on this ball club now? And to a man, they pointed out, that uh, Fran Mill is one of the leaders on this ball club and that he does indeed lead by example. Stay tuned. We'll have more to come. We'll hear from first baseman Bobby Bradley after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So instead, we're going to hire a professional voice actor and pay him absurd amounts of money to say, I like this product. Hmm, not sure why that was better. I mean, I'm a professional too, but we didn't pay him to say the business part, so back to me. Save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. Sorry, I know hearing me say it was a bit of a letdown. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. 
conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The 1-1, swung on, hit a ton. Deep left field, this one has got a chance. Go on to the bleachers. Well, that's how you break an 0 for 13 skid. An opposite field home run to left for Bobby Bradley is 11th. Jim Rosenhouse back with you on Guardians Weekly. Thanks so much for tuning in as we join you from the Guardian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. And a player trying to get that swing rolling early in spring training and nail down a spot on the ball club. His first baseman, Bobby Bradley, saw his first Extended time in the big leagues a season ago and hit 16 home runs, driving in 41 in 74 games played. We had a chance to visit with him earlier this week, and he talked about the opportunity that he received a year ago and the progress that he has made after his first almost full season in the major leagues. Just extremely grateful and blessed for the opportunity, and you know, just looking back at it, just... Uh, there's definitely things, areas to improve on, but there was also areas that I thought like went really well. And just for being my first year and, you know, just trying not to put too much pressure on myself and things like that. And I mean, it's going to be even better this year. Yeah, it's interesting because you got off to that hot start and then you, you struggled for a bit. And mm-hmm. it seems like that's the most important thing is how you deal with the, the tough times in this game. Right. And how do you think you came through that at the end? Uh, is I came out a better person for learning how to deal with it then and like so now moving forward it's like not so much looking at like myself or like my own stats or like if I like strike out or do this but is it did I help the team do this or like did I get this certain situation handled and just looking at it that way and looking at it as a team aspect versus like a me aspect. And along those lines you at the end of this time a year ago you were having a really good spring but did not make the club coming out of spring training. It seemed like you handled that very well so that you were prepared when you did get the call. What was the key there, you think? Uh, just, you know, just telling myself that nothing's going to happen when I want it to happen. That, you know, just we just got to wait on God's timing and, you know, not try to force anything, but just be grateful for every day and just get out there and have fun. Did the message from the, the coaching staff and, and Terry Francona, was that helpful in, in any way at that time? Or, or were you, was it just a difficult time? Uh, like, right like when it first happened, it was, it was very difficult. I mean, like, even though you got people telling you, like, hey, it's like nothing, like not your fault, like things like that, it's still just kind of like, yeah, but why? Like, you know, like, you always, it's just like a big why, but... I just looked at it as like an opportunity to like mature and things like that and just get a better mindset about life in general. So you get called up and, and you get off to a real nice start. What was that like, that that whirlwind of, of your first time in the major leagues and you're doing well? Yeah, it's exhilarating. Oh, some of the best times ever. I mean, just one, just being up there with the guys again and just joking around, being around the clubhouse, having fun, but just getting out there and just being able to do what I love in front of the fans and for Cleveland. I mean, it's just the best. So the season closes and then you get to go home for a little bit and you spent a lot of time at home. Yeah. Um, why is that important to, to get back there to, to Louisiana, Mississippi area? For you? Well, it's just, you know, getting back to the basics, back to where I grew up, you know, just 
back to familiar surroundings, you know, just surrounding myself with things like that to just try to get just my mindset, you know, just back to how it was like when I was younger, when I was a kid, just playing baseball, you know, 12 U All-Stars, you're traveling here and there, you start playing travel ball as you get older, things like that. And it's just like when you're not looking at baseball as like a business or, you know, this and that, but like you're just a kid and just going out and you see a ball and you swing at it and have fun. You don't think about all the logistics of everything else, but you just get out there and you're just you and you have fun. And I feel like just being back home like brings me back to that place. Obviously, you you train and, and get ready for a new season, but uh, real one hundred six. There's a lot of different things you do to relax, and including fishing and then maybe some other stuff. And oh yeah, uh, and fishing. What's it sure. like where where you live? What is that like? What do you what are you seeing? And, and what are you pulling out of the water? Like you, you like hop on a boat and go out, you know, out in the Gulf a little bit. You can go out and catch you some reds and little red snappers or. On the way out, you'll catch some jackfish, you know, every now and then you'll take a big trip. We'll go out, way out, like 90 miles out or so. We'll be out by the oil rigs and we'll go uh, for yellowfin tuna and we'll spend like a night out there and, and like try to catch them in the mornings. Hard to come back to here and, and get ready for a season or are you really, is it balanced by looking forward to it? It's, I was like, it was fun, like doing all of that, but like by the time Feb 1 rolled around, I was like, all right, it's, it's time to go. Like, I'm I'm ready to play. Like I'm getting anxious again. Like I was ready to move back out here and just get going. We've talked to a lot of pitchers about some of the challenges they have with the shorter spring and uh, building up and not knowing when it was going to start. From a hitter standpoint, what, what did you do during that limbo time where you didn't really know when spring was going to start to at least be sharp when you got here? Uh, I mean, it wasn't uh, much we could do down there because a lot of the guys, um, as soon as the uh, facilities opened up. Uh, in uh, Florida and out here for us to like go to and use they're gone and I hadn't made plans and stuff that quick but I mean uh, there was a guy uh, Travis Swaggerty from the Pirates uh, lives down there too and uh, we would uh, just hit with each other you know feed each other off the machines things like that just trying to see some velo because we don't have those live arms and things like that. So you, you head into this season you, you have a, a good solid stretch in, in your first year in the big leagues what are you working on this spring, first offensively, to, to become a, a more complete offensive player? Well, just that consistent approach, and uh, like I was saying, like when there's nobody on base, like treating it like there's runners in scoring position, kind of like lock myself in like a little bit more, and just you know focus. And versus like sometimes when um, there's nobody on, I tend to want to get big and try to like drive the ball out of the yard like too much. Versus. Let's just get on base. Let's let the next guy like do it and just get those going. That's Guardians first baseman Bobby Bradley seems primed to have a big second season in the big leagues. We'll see. We'll follow that story throughout the spring. Another story worth following certainly is the Guardians starting rotation. One of the stalwarts and mainstays in that rotation is right-hander Zach Plesak, and we'll visit with Zach next as we continue on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Welcome back to Guardians Weekly. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from the Guardian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. And uh, the Guardians underway in exhibition play. They beat the Reds yesterday. They'll take on the White Sox on Saturday. A 4.05 first pitch from Glendale. They'll play the A's in Mesa on Sunday. Also a 4.05 first pitch radio coverage 
for both those games on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Zach Plezak won't pitch in spring games for a little bit. The uh, regular starters still building up. But uh, last year, 10-6 and six and 25 starts, an ERA of about 4.5. And, and as he gets ready for a new season, he talked about how things are coming together for him following the unusual run-up to spring training. Yeah, it's uh, just exciting to be here with everybody, seeing all the familiar faces. Uh, the buildup is just different. You know, we had that grace period of the lockout where we weren't sure if we were supposed to kind of deload or maybe continue our ramp up to build up to progress to eventually be able to pitch in games. So it was an off period, but we just kind of we just kept at it, kept working, and I think in that short amount of time you can't lose much or gain much. You know, I think it's just about maintaining what we had. So we did a good job just continuing to work hard and being in a good spot coming this spring when it came. And you were relating it the other day just about what you tried to do to, to get on some fields and, and some local high schools uh, were a part of that equation. What was that like during the school day being a, on yeah. the high school field? Well, uh, yeah, I mean, kids were in class. We were <laughs> playing catch, um, trying to find anywhere we could. You know, there's a lot of high schools weren't letting guys throw on their fields. And Arizona State was one of the schools that let guys throw, but it quickly became known that that's the place to go. So it got overpopulated. So we had to find a new place to throw eventually. Then we'll be opened up the facility. Um, I think it's Bell Bank Park. And we were able to go down in Mesa and play catch at their facilities um, right when the lockout happened. You know, you look at that and it's unusual, but you've kind of the last couple of years have had to adapt mm -hmm. to, uh, to not the norm because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Did that help in any way in this situation, knowing that you've done that before, an interesting buildup? Yeah, it seems like, yeah, for the past couple of years, things have just been, I guess, away from the norm. You know, I think it's been a lot of adjusting. It's really coming to terms with what you know you control internally. You know, I think it's more, I've done a better job of understanding what I need to do to get ready. All the outside factors don't really have quite the influence if I can get can take care of the things that I can to make sure I feel good, you know. So I think um, a lot of guys on our team stay in communication. We stayed in touch, and we all kind of know what we need to what we need to do to make sure we feel ready, and we hold each other accountable too. So um, you know, it's just something another adjustment that we're gonna have to make every day. We wake up, you know, you never know what you're gonna get in life, you know. So it's just every day is day by day, and you continue to make these adjustments and look to put yourself in a good position to succeed. Part of your offseason was spent with Shane Bieber. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you guys feed off each other, and then why is that a good thing to be able to work out with him? Yeah, I mean, that's, I've been playing with him since you know when I was a rookie, and you know we've played each other with each other since we've been drafted. And just we've known each other, the relationship we've built together, our friendship not only um, you know as as players but as people, and we're able to bring our relationship to our work and communicate and help each other get better. And I think we just can relate to each other so well. Um, similar profiles you know similar uh, movements profiles and so we can kind of see it's good to see you know like what he does and what he focuses on so when games he's starting and I'm in the in the dugout watching I can kind of keep an eye on something that might not be going his way he can come to me and be like hey am I doing this right you know and I'll, I'll know what he's talking about because I played cut, catch with him or I've talked to him about what he's working on you know so um, it's just really cool you know it's wake up every day it's a blessing and you know we look to push each other and make each other better and give each other that honest feedback so that's a part of the off season 
What about that part that, you know, just to get away from the game that you need every offseason? Mm-hmm. Uh, anything fun this, this winter? For I you? golfed a lot this offseason. Yeah, I probably would go out two, three times a week at least. And I had been playing for the past couple years, but this is the first year I'd consistently be going out. And I've brought my handicap down pretty, pretty large, and I'm consistently in the 80s, low mid-80s. Um, don't get me wrong, I'll have a bad round, you know, still have bad rounds, but my game's definitely improved and I've been just playing a lot of golf. It's been, it's been nice and relaxing, get you outside and the quietness, the calmness and the execution part of it, the focus, you know, there's a large focus. You bring it to a small focus at the ball, you strike it, you watch the outcome. You know, once it's in the air, you can't control it anymore. Just like a pitcher, when you let go of a pitch, you can't control it anymore. So it's it's pretty cool. It's the similar bonds that they share, um, and I'm able to keep my competitive edge with some of the guys out here we play together. Zach, please, Zach, joining us. All right, pitching. Uh, when you're on, your stuff's as good as anybody in the game. Obviously, it's hard to be consistent for any pitcher. Uh, what are you trying to get to this season to to really be as consistent as you would like to be? Yeah, I think uh, my rookie year really, I was. I took a stride and I was in a good spot. I was still a little longer than I thought I, I should have been and my mechanics weren't really as sound as I thought. You know, in 2020, it was pretty sound mechanics. It was a short sprint, but I felt like I was in a good spot. Last year, kind of shortened up on me at times. There were glimpses of what I, who I am as a pitcher. You know, there are other times where I felt like I was kind of fighting to locate and I was kind of trying to be too perfect at times, you know? So I think, um, this year, my focus is just letting go, being free, being loose, trusting my movement, my mechanics. I know what I want to do, what I'm trying to get out of my delivery. Really just my focus this year is to take them out and show the confidence and have my teammates behind me expecting that, you know, they're going to have a good game and exciting one in front of them so we can go get a win. Any new wrinkles in, in terms of maybe how you would use your pitches or, or even the pitch development that you're really pleased with? Yeah, I don't want to give away too many okay, secrets yeah, yet, yeah. but I got, um, you know, I got all four of my pitches have been have been feeling really good. My curveball has really been my most improved pitch, I think. Um, and my fastball vert is consistently in like 20 to 22 in my bullpen, so if I can keep that thing around 22 and rise it up even maybe a little more than that, I think we'll be in a good spot. Um, but it really comes down to executing that fastball at the bottom of the zone. If I can do that with the ride that I get, a lot of times... Um, I can start getting chase out of the zone down, you know, because guys got to start covering that ball that hovers above the ground they think is going to be low. So really it's just about executing the, the heater down in the zone, and I can start getting some chases from there. Team-wise, uh, every team makes moves in the offseason. Every team's different when you come into camp. Uh, it's so, so early. But um, how do you feel about things heading into, you know, as we get deeper into spring training and, and what you're seeing in terms of, of what looks like a, a good young ball club? Yeah, I think, you know, we are super young, but a lot of the guys who are now, quote unquote, the veteran presence um, have had, we might not have had the experience in terms of a veteran presence, but we've played with veteran presence as rookies, you know, so I think that experience for us has kind of taught us a little bit quicker how to be more veterans, you know, hopefully take this next step as a leader um, and there's a group of guys together that are going to have to lead together, you know, because it's a lot of similar guys in the same areas of their career, age, um, you know, and it's an exciting time. It's cool to not have too many bright colors that are the standouts and we can all become one unit and work together and strengthen numbers, you know, is what they say. So if we can put 
everything together and use it to a good focus, we'll be in a good spot. That is Zach Plesak, Guardian starting pitcher and part of what could be if the health is maintained, a really strong starting rotation in Cleveland this year. Once again, it's become a tradition. Stay tuned. We'll have our final segment. We'll be joined by new catcher Luke Maley. That's next on the Cleveland Guardians, Cleveland Clinic Radio Network. You could save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, but when we just come out and say it, it feels like it falls a bit flat. So we're going to use humor. But we don't want to insult your intelligence, so nothing too goofy. And we need to avoid any polarizing topics. Oh, and it has to be about how you can save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. You know what? Maybe humor is a bad idea. Yeah, it's never going to work. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back. It's our final segment. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from the Guardian Spring Training Complex in Goodyear, Arizona. Great to have you with us as we talk baseball on the radio. And it's a good weekend of baseball on the radio. White Sox on Saturday, Athletics on Sunday. Both games, 4.05 first pitches Eastern time. And we'll have them for you right here on the radio network. Now the Guardian signed uh, just after the lockout ended. Veteran catcher Luke Maley to uh, be here as a backup potentially, and it, it certainly looks good. He's in on a major league contract. Austin Hedges, the frontline catcher. Maley, new to the Guardians this year, but good big league time with the Blue Jays and last year the Brewers. And he talked about just how long it takes him to get acclimated to a new team with the challenging position of catcher. You know, it's one of those situations now where it doesn't matter how long it is going to take you, you're going to have to figure it out, and that's kind of the boat that we're in. Um, you know, I think the biggest challenge for me, this being my third team in three years, once you kind of get familiarized with people's names, you, you know what the clubhouse staff's names are, the trainers, things like that, the baseball stuff tends to take care of itself. Um, we've got a lot of pitchers that have been here, and they've had a lot of success. So my role in my mind is to kind of step in and promote that being uh, something that continues. So, you know, in that regard, it's going to kind of handle itself. It is a challenge, but... Uh, you know, so far, so good. And you play a position where I think it would be most challenging because you have to learn all these pitchers. Uh, familiarity with any of them, or, or are these all new pitchers for you? And what do you do to, to kind of speed up that process if you can? Yeah, they're all new. Um, definitely have seen them play a lot. I've watched them you know, pitch on the other side, uh, being on different teams against them for a while, even dating back to the minor leagues in some cases. Um, you know, communication is always key. Uh, the only way to really speed it up is just getting with the guys and understand what makes them tick. And you've been in the game long enough to, to know your way around and, and what makes you effective. Um, but you come here and Sandy Alomar works with the catchers and, he, and he's one of the best at it. Mm -hmm. And is that something that when, when you signed here or were thinking about it was a, a factor? And then what are you looking most forward to to, to maybe improve your game if you can? Uh, all aspects. Sandy's obviously just one of the best, if not the best. I've kind of watched uh, the catchers he's had through the years and they've from my mind from my vantage point they've all improved and um, I don't think that that's a coincidence at all so it was certainly a factor um, I'm super glad to you know be able to pick his brain throughout the year um, even in spring training just kind of seeing how what the expectation level is with him with what he expects of us is something that I've always strived for you know we're always after more we don't want to settle and um, that message is loud and clear 
coming from Sandy. It's awesome. I'm going to guess this offseason was different from, from any other you've had. And uh, the lockout comes in and you're without a job. Uh, how tough was it as that thing stretched on to know that it was going to be a scramble when it ended eventually? Yeah, I mean, the way I looked at it, it was it was as tough as you were going to make it, right? Like, it, the situation was what it was. There wasn't a whole lot anybody could do about it. There wasn't anything we could do about it. So my vantage point was uh, treated as an opportunity to be a dad, be home with the family, be at your own, you know, sleeping in your own bed, all that stuff, and, and continue to work out. Got to the point where I had spikes on for, you know, pretty much the last six weeks leading up to this, able to run bases, had a bunch of people I reached out to that were super helpful in my hometown. So, um, you know, I mean, it is a challenge for sure, but it's not something that uh, at this league you can afford to make excuses about. You have to be ready to go, and uh, I feel like I've done that. Uh, you mentioned hometown. I know you got those Ohio roots. Uh, yeah. And maybe not north northeast Ohio, but... Um, Good to be back in this part of the country. Yeah, for sure. Um, I grew up uh, on the Kentucky side of the river, but yeah, grew up going to Reds games, Bengals fan, all that stuff. So uh, very familiar with the area. Played a lot of um, travel baseball up in Cleveland uh, multiple times. So I'm familiar with the area. I've always enjoyed going to Cleveland uh, as a visiting player. It's exciting. It's you know four hours from where my parents still live. A bunch of friends still live in the uh, Cincinnati area, so I'm sure I'll be seeing a lot of people. And ultimately, what made the Indians the, the right spot to sign for you? Um, well, I mean, I think just the way the negotiations were shaken out, there was there was heavy interest from everybody, but they offered a major league contract, and I was stoked to be a part of the organization. I think there's a, a huge opportunity for us to do some damage this year. I think that when you look at our pitching staff, you know, I was in Milwaukee last year. It was a it was proof that you can literally go to the postseason winning a bunch of two to nothing, two to one games if your pitching staff is that good, and we have that. So when they offered, um, it was kind of a no-brainer. It's a, it's a place I want to be. A lot of organizational players coming up through the farm system, things like that. As someone who's been with a couple of different clubs, what perspective can you bring to this team that, that can be real helpful? We'll see. Um, I think once games get going and um, start to be a little bit more comfortable with guys, I think that there might be an opportunity to, for me to step in. Hedges is unbelievable, though. I mean, he, he's run this place. Um, you can just tell. You can feel his presence you know, everywhere he goes. So I'm going to piggyback off that a lot. If there's an opportunity for me to step in, um, I'm going to do whatever it takes to help us. And um, you know, I feel like I've started to kind of have a little bit of a niche at doing that with all the different organizations. So I'm assuming it's going to happen here as well, but it could be in a variety of ways, and, and we'll see how it plays out. That is Luke Maley, the uh, new catcher. Should be the uh, the backup catcher. Maybe uh, Sandy Leone will have something to say about that, but Maley rostered. Leone is not, so it looks like Maley will uh, split time there as in a backup role with Austin Hedges. That's going to do it for our show this week. I want to thank the guests for stopping by, Fran Mill Reyes, Bobby Bradley, Zach Plesak, and Luke Maley. And uh, we'll look forward to joining you once again for another edition of Guardians Weekly next weekend from right here in Goodyear. Thanks to Brian Matze for his help in putting together our show each week. Until next week, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Guardians Weekly on the Cleveland Clinic Guardians Radio Network. Are you ready now? Get up and count it down. It's our time, it's our town. We should make it loud. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa.
Guardians Weekly has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Guardians fans save hundreds on car insurance. 